Has Brexit fatally undermined our faith in politics? People simply don't trust their elected MPs anymore. Has Brexit caused an irrevocable erosion in trust? Let's speak to Anand Menon, director of the academic think tank, the UK Interchanging Europe, professor of European politics and foreign affairs at King's College London. And on the line is Dawn Foster as well, Guardian columnist. So, Dawn, you go first. Do you think that people are justified in saying this? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think we have a huge problem in the middle of our democracy, which is that the only time we really have a say is when we have a general election. And anything that happens between general elections, you know, you're sat at home watching what's going on in Parliament, trying to make sense of it. You can write to your MP, they might vote a different way. You have no say on what's going on. You also can't really tell for the most part what's going on in Parliament. So, for instance, my MP is Kate Hoey in Vauxhall. The vast majority of uh, her constituency voted to stay in the UK. And they're saying the the European Union, and she's, you know, constantly undermining that. And if you look at, for instance, the independent group, people voted in Labour and Conservative MPs. Now they have independent MPs. They can't, you know, it's very difficult to recall those MPs. And even, for instance, when you look at Ian Paisley Jr., who was uh, suspended from the House of Commons for a number of days for, you know, taking a holiday that he didn't declare... It was very, very difficult for for people in his constituency to recall him, and didn't manage to do it in the end. Recall as in as in bring him back for another election and maybe de-elect yeah. him or elect somebody yeah. else. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you're, there's a whole yeah. load of stuff that leads people. Well, let me just put this to an end. It, it is leading listeners to say, look, if we vote for something, it doesn't happen then we're not going to vote again. Well, I mean, there's lots of different things here and I'm not going to stand up and defend the system because I think Dawn makes a fair point that actually the system is quite unresponsive and there are ways we can change it for the better. I personally hate the language they use in Parliament, which is indecipherable to a normal human being. But that's different from saying we can't trust politicians. And I think... There are two different things. If we're saying that politicians can't be trusted, I think we need to be careful because actually, in a curious way, on Brexit at least, politicians represent the British people quite well because the British people are profoundly divided. There is no majority in this country for any particular Brexit outcome and MPs are represented that rather nicely. Brexit is hard to do. It's not easy. So I would depend MPs as individuals in the main because I don't think you can make blanket comments about 650 people, many of whom are genuinely trying to do their best under appallingly different, difficult circumstances. But I wouldn't for a moment well, they're voting, say... Hang on. They're, 500 of them are Remainers and they're trying to cancel Brexit. That's what they're trying to do. That's not think, doing their best, is it? I don't they're think doing that's their the best case to at all. I mean, if you, want, if you want the evidence of that, look at the amendment last night for a referendum that was soundly thrashed. Uh, so if people... For a referendum? Yeah. If people genuinely wanted to overturn the referendum and for us to stay in the European Union, you'd have had far more support for that amendment okay. last Let night. Let me just read a couple of comments from, from listeners just coming in today. David Thomas in Portsmouth says, I've voted Conservative since I was 18. Now, for the first time in my life, I can't be bothered to vote for anything ever again. I'm fed up with it. There's no point supporting this system. I don't care what happens anymore. Julie Toon in Leicester says, I've always voted. It's a waste of time now. If this were a football match, you wouldn't keep the game going until you were happy with the result. Paul Sears in Milton Keynes says, I'm disgusted with our government. 17.4 million of us voted to leave the EU, but we've been ignored. Voting, it seems, is pointless. Martin Boardman in um, North Wales says, it's a total disgrace. I voted to come out. MPs have ignored instructions from their constituents. Parliament has turned its nose up at the public. There's no point in voting on anything else again. It's a slap in the face to democracy. Now, Dawn, what do we say to them? 
I think the first thing you say is that you have a, you have to keep voting, but I think that it's down to MPs to listen to these people and think, you know, I think MPs need to look at the fact that there is a huge chunk of people in the UK who don't vote and they aren't encouraged to vote. And I think we need to change the system. I think we need to get people much more involved, have much more of a say in what goes on. Um, at the moment, Brexit is sucking all of the air out of politics. So nothing else is getting done in terms of policy to try and improve people's lives. And I think we need to get people back into politics. I think MPs need to you know, sit down with people a lot more. They should have a lot more accountability. And we should be able to, if we want to, re- actually recall our MPs and recall our representatives. And well, firstly, I mean, all those uh, callers that you were talking about were, were, were expressing anger at the notion of a second referendum. We are at the moment going to have a second referendum, and I share a lot of their fears. Well, I think maybe it is very... drop, but maybe maybe they're just angry that, that they voted for Brexit, and it mu- looks like now it might not happen. Well, I still think the probability is that it will happen, and I do think there are dangers in overturning a referendum without even implementing its uh, results. So I, I share a lot of those concerns. But my point is about the political system itself, and, and whether people should. Vote. The, the lesson I draw from the last two and a half years is the polar opposite, which is my God, this matters. People need to vote. Uh, this is a lesson that's coming home to young people now. We see increasing turnout among young people. One of the most spectacular things about the referendum of 2016 was that 2.8 million people, all right, that's a tenth of the electorate, who couldn't find anything to vote for in the general election in 2015, came out and voted in 2016. I think that's a really good thing. And I think actually the lesson of the last two years is if you've got strong views, go out there and vote. Yeah, As Dawn no, says, the no, system isn't... No, but that's exactly it, isn't it? That all these people who hadn't voted before voted. They were persuaded to vote because they thought they could change things. They voted a certain way, and they've now been told... MPs saying, look, we're going to, you know, this and that and the other, and we're going to do this, we're not happy with the no-deal Brexit. And it's, suddenly there is... It's not going to happen. No, I don't think that's true. I think at the end of the day, the probability is that we are going to leave the European Union. I can't say for certain, because there's a lot of machinations going on But with some kind of a deal, maybe they wanted no deal. Maybe they want to go out. Well, that we don't know, and I think that's a wholly different claim. I think, actually, people voted Leave for a whole variety of different reasons, and to try and claim now that those 17.4 million all voted for no deal, I think, is nonsensical. Mm. So so they might might get what they voted for, but they just have to be patient. They might get what they voted for, but they have to be patient for three reasons. Because Parliament is divided, because we have a minority government, and because Brexit is bleeding complicated. Okay, Dawn, is that, does that, I mean, now that Anand has said it like that, I'm thinking maybe, maybe that will win people back to the politicians. You will get what you voted for, but you have to wait a bit longer. I think one of the things that could actually help is if we change the institution of Parliament. So, you know, you know moving into different lobbies, using all of this, in, this weird, arcane language. I mean, I grew up in South Wales, and if you look at kind of Stormont, if you look at Scotland, if you look at Wales, devolved uh, governments, A, they feel a lot closer to people, they don't use this arcane language, and they don't have the lobbies chasing each other. So it feels a lot more human, it's a lot more accessible to understand. So I think that you need to be a lot more open and we need to stop all this kind of, you know, game playing and machinations. It would be great as well if we didn't just have a two-party system, if there were more parties that represented more people so that more people felt they had something that, to vote for. People felt there was a party that represented them instead of having to constantly choose between red and blue. Thank you very much. Interesting. 